the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. second hour of the restaurant show every Saturday 3 to 5 every Sunday 10 o'clock until noon and no it's not it's News Talk 710 KNUS in Denver uh, in the first hour we talked a little bit about uh, birthday clubs I got an email from a lady that went to three get three free meals one in Westminster at Old Spaghetti Factory one at Zigzag on Arapahoe Road just off I-25 and then one at Rodizio Grill, right there across the street from Maggiano's in Centennial, right down from the View House. And I was wondering about, you know, I remember it seemed like birthday clubs used to be a little bit more prevalent, ubiquitous. And um, so, anyway, John called up and says, Jose O'Shea's has one. I've been getting some text messages from other people. If you know one, I'm just kind of curious. I've got a couple gift certificates. I've got a $50 gift certificate to the View House restaurant. You can go to any of the four restaurants. And I've got a $50 gift certificate to Trestles Coastal Cuisine. John said that when I draw a name at the end of the show, he would like to have the View House. So, First thing you got to do is call in. You got to go on the air, and then you have got to um, contribute to the show. And then I will decide whether or not uh, I'll do a Nini Mini Mini Mo, and I will call you, and we'll decide which gift certificate you want and which one you get. All right, oh, let's go to David and Thornton, an old standby. David and Thornton, how are you today? Not too bad. How are you, sir? I'm having a great day. Now, David, you eat every meal at the Black Eyed Pea, you told me. You can walk to the Black Eyed Pea in Thornton. So what would you do with a gift certificate to a restaurant in Castle Pines? Uh, right now, you know, at 85, I don't really go too far away from home, you know. Uh, I don't trust my safe driving at 85 years old. You know, I don't drive too far away. But I, don't I wanted to, but I wanted to say I, one thing that I heard of a boycott that I'm totally for, okay. and that's those independent truckers saying they're going to boycott New York. Yeah, well, I think that first of all, I question how much impact it's going to have. Uh, it certainly has gotten some nice publicity, and I'm not saying that I don't support the idea of certain boycotts. I'm just saying that I don't participate. Now, John used to drink Bud Light, and he doesn't drink it anymore. He switched over to Coors. He switched over to Keystone, which is a Coors product. Um, but I can't say I'm boycotting Bud Light because I never drank it in the first place. I think it's swill. I think it's terrible beer. Uh, matter of fact, I think all Budweiser products are terrible beer. But, um, but I think when it comes down to the truckers, 
We can support it, but we're certainly not boycotting because we aren't truckers. Thanks, David. I appreciate the call. Three hundred three. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a truck driver. What we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, gonna take a break and we've got Steve Shaw, Black Eyed P, on the line. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. You know, something came up this week in a conversation. I talk quite often with Steve Shaw, the owner and operator of the Black Eyed Pea, and he was telling me about a catering job that they had and they were getting ready for. And it caught me off guard a little bit, not because I know they do catering, but it was the cuisine that they were asked to do. And it made perfect sense if I thought about it, but I hadn't thought about it. So I thought I would get him to share a little bit of it with you and for me to give you a little bit of my thoughts. Steve Shaw from the Black IP, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Mike. So we talked and you said we are doing a big catering job with German food and For some reason, I know that caterers can do a lot of different cuisines. When I think of Black Eyed Pea Catering, I can think of, well, have a bunch of those chicken fried chickens delivered. How about the mashed potatoes with the jalapeno gravy? Bring the pot roast. But it kind of reminded me, Steve, you've had people come up to you. I've had it happen often. Somebody will come up to me and say, that Mexican restaurant really does a good job, but I've noticed that they have all Mexicans in the kitchen. And I will kind of chuck and I'll say, well, I got some news for you. There's not a restaurant in America that doesn't have some Mexicans in the kitchen. You don't have to be a Mexican to make Mexican food. You need a recipe. And consequently, it shouldn't surprise me that Steve Shaw and Debbie Colley from the Black Eyed Pea Catering are doing German food. And so that's really what it is. But I think that a lot of times people think, well, if I want one particular type of cuisine, I have to call a restaurant that serves that type of cuisine. And that's just not the case, Steve. It's not the case at all. Us being uh, made by scratch kitchen we can we can produce any cuisine and yeah we did we, we've been having some um requests for german food and mike fournier who's worked for me for 35 years was born and raised in germany and has some wonderful wonderful recipes so last week we, we he fixed us a smorgasbord of different items uh-huh. that just blew us away. just blew us away and did it blow the prospective client away well, we meet with them this next week uh, uh-huh. with these. We wanted to try them first. Sure. And I'm sure it will. I mean, it, it, it's as good as any German restaurant that I've eaten here in the United States. Well, and that's the case. You know, you don't have to be German to make German food. You don't have to be Irish to make a good Irish stew. You don't have to be a Mexican to make a good carne asada. You just need a recipe and, maybe more importantly, Steve, be able to follow the recipe. Oh, that's 100%. <laughs> and a lot of times when we do come up with the Mexican dishes or green chili, 
you know, I have eight different restaurants and I do have Mexican cooks and they all feel like their green chili <laughs> might be better than the recipe. Yeah. So we, we always have to be careful with that. Yeah. You want to make sure that when you get the recipe and you, and you know that that's what you want to serve, you just have to, and there might be some tweaking of it, but I, I thought that that was interesting. What percentage of your catering operation, and it's big, folks, is something other than standard black-eyed pea fare? Now, you could say we're doing a wedding rehearsal and they want prime rib. Well, you do prime rib on a lot of special occasions at the Black Eyed Peas. But but is it more American fare, let's call it that way, at the Black Eyed Pea than a Mexican night or a barbecue night or a German night? I would say it's about 50-50 really? is our typical Black Eyed Pea American flair. Uh-huh. And the other 50% is what the client's looking for. We've done Asian weddings. Um, we do a lot of bacon wrap scallops, um, crab legs, lobster tails, uh, China, you know, I, I already mentioned now German and we get requests and we can absolutely do it. We can come up with recipes and a lot of, a lot of, uh, taco bars, um, uh, for different company functions that go really well and hand cut steaks that we don't typically sell in the restaurant. They'll want a New York strip. And, and yeah, we just do such a great job with any type of food because we all have, I have so many talented people that work for me. Well, and you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Chinese. Um, we had a Chinese restaurant not too far from my restaurant years ago, and they went out of business. But somebody was going to go in there, but they needed to do some remodeling, and they said they needed six months, eight months. So I, I went to my kitchen guys, and I said, you know what? We've got people. Can we do it? And they said, and should we? I don't remember how many, three, four items. And they were your basics. They were the sesame chickens and the... Mongolian beefs, but but it was funny that we and I mean we actually put out a little mini menu and people walk in and they say what's up with this and they try it and they really like it and it especially works out well if somebody comes with real frequency. Uh, now a catering by nature is not something that's real frequent, but uh, anyway, I would Steve Shaw, Black Eyed Pea. I just thought. You know, whether you want to call them or you want to call some other restaurant that is one of your great favorite restaurants that you like to go to, call the manager, call the owner and talk to them and see what they are willing to do and judge from their tone, from the look when you meet them in person, the enthusiasm in their response. But Steve Shaw, thanks an awful lot. I just got a kick out of it when we were talking. He said, yeah, we're doing catering for German event and I thought rock on all right because <laughs> we got a lot of people that are familiar with Germany listening to the show Steve have a great rest of your day okay you too Mike thanks for having me on all right you know what there's a lot of people listening up and down the front range a lot of veterans that have spent time in Germany and they love that German food all right we're going to take a break on the restaurant show Carolina staring up that serious rucker wagon wheel. You know, he has never performed live anywhere. Big venue, small venue. When he said that the minute he comes on stage, people don't start screaming wagon wheel. We want to hear wagon wheel. George Strait says the minute he walks out on stage, any venue, large or small, the crowd yells, we want to hear 
Amarillo by morning. Let's go to Doc in Highlands Ranch. Doc, welcome to the show. Thanks for holding on while I uh, talk to Steve Shaw. I, I just, I was, I don't know why it was so fascinating to me that the Black Eyed Pea was doing a German catered event. I, I and, and it suddenly dawned on me. Well. Duh, all you have to do is have good recipes and know how to cook. What's going on, Doc? Well, it's a mighty good day. I wanted to thank you, Mike, for introduce, introducing me to chicken fried chicken and jalapeno <laughs> gravy at the Black Eyed Pea. You're welcome. Because I've eaten many chicken fried steaks, but I thought, you know, uh, and speaking of Germany, I was regular Army 69 and 71, and they flew me over there. But anyhow... Um, uh-huh. I wonder if he's going to make Wiener schnitzel the way, the, the way they make it in Germany. You know, um, I you know I, I I remember doing some of my time in the third herd over there in Germany and going to some of those German places and boy, the, the, you know, I'm going to ask you a question somewhat rhetorically, but I think you'll understand the analogy. Does seafood? Tastes better. Listen, you can catch a fish, and it can be at a restaurant in Denver. They know how to catch it, pack it in ice, get it here, saute it, fillet it here, fillet it here, and have it be nice and fresh. But does the seafood taste better at Roy's in Hawaii Kai? With Diamond Head on the right and Cocoa Head on the left, watching the sun sink into the beautiful blue Pacific. Or does it taste? You, you know what I'm saying. There's a little bit of atmosphere, a little bit of ambiance. I, uh, I I remember in Germany. Did you ever have? Did you ever go to one of the German guest houses and have some of the cordon bleu? Yes, and it was outstanding. I heard of it until I got to Germany, and man, it was really it was it was very good, wasn't it? Absolutely. But that said, uh, only been to Hawaii once. Ran Diamond Head well. Had to walk through the the uh, lava t- t- tunnels because I was running into people. But yeah. uh, the good fish that I've had, my daughter and son-in-law live in New England. Okay. And I'll tell you what, the seafood there compared to what we have in Denver is the the difference is astronomical. Well, and, and I think that I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you something. When Karen Parker had the Fresh Fish Company and Trestle's Coastal Cuisine, which is a sponsor, I always like to say that. But I'm telling you, you can get, you go to Jack's Fish House, David Query, go down to the one across from the Oxford Hotel in downtown Denver. He's got about 10 of them up and down the Front Range. You are, and I think that once you get past the we're back to the Hawaii analogy. We're back to your um, your illustration of New England. There's some pretty good seafood. Absolutely. Do you ever go to? Do you ever go to? Um, first of all, do you ever boycott anything? Are you boycotting anything? Oh, I figure it's uh, <clears throat> I'm whistling the wind. But that you said. Know, I- Years ago, I used to drink a lot of Bud, regular Budweiser. But I have switched. I've gone back to Coors Banquet, and I couldn't be happier. I, matter of fact, I'm sitting here looking at my refrigerator, and you know what? It is 429. I get off at 5 o'clock. That means I am 31 minutes away 
from you hearing that pop pop Coors Banquet and poured into an ice cold pint glass that I keep in my refrigerator and it doesn't get much better than that, does it, Doc? I no it doesn't. I keep mine in the freezer. I want yeah, that thing that's... frosted when I pour that that fine beverage in there. You you keep the glass in the freezer. That's what I do too. The beer's in yes. the freezer, the glass is in the freezer. All right. Have a you... little bit of segue here. This okay. was a major day. For, this was a huge day for me, and I'm going to tell you exactly why, Mike. I have been cross-training at the gym, one of the gyms here in Highlands Ranch, three to five days a week. But I jogged, all right, slogged 42 minutes in, on turf, but my knees did not hurt. I was able to make it without having to get to a, a power walk. So this is a huge day for me. Very nice. Sorry for, sorry for the segue, but having done that, you, you I believe what? I deserve perhaps two, maybe even three adult you know, beverages. You know what, Doc? I think anybody out there listening, I'm going to do a segment tomorrow on shopping at the Whole Foods. You know, we're not getting out of here alive. And, you know, people would say, well, Doc went and ran 42 minutes today. All that exercise does is make you a good-looking corpse. No, it doesn't. It makes you feel good today. And everything that, I mean, for all of the nonsense out there, for all of the garbage out there, for all of the clutter out there, if you can keep yourself physically, mentally, and socially active, you are going to, whatever time you got, it's the big guy that will determine that, but whatever time you've got, it will be more enjoyable and I think generally more productive. I believe that beyond the shadow of a doubt. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you ever go out for birthday? For How old are you, John? I'm Doc. I'm sorry. Well, that's classified information, sir. You'd uh, have to kill me, I know, but if you serve... <laughs> no, no, God willing, the crick don't rise. Come bang, I'll be 77. All right, terrific. Well, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've got John, David, and you in my caller contest. Have I ever given you a gift certificate? No, sir. All right. And I'm going to have John and David still in the drawing. They want to view us. I'm going to give you a $50 gift certificate to the Trestles Coastal Cuisine. You're in Highlands Ranch. They're in Castle Pines. You could walk there. And yes. I'm going or to jog. tell you something. You walk, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Ride your bike. You go in there and you ask for Jose and Mimi Espinosa. And you All tell right. them that Mike Boyle said that you can get good, fresh seafood there as good as going to your sister's house in New England, okay? Is that a deal? Right. Well, actually, it's my daughter's, but be that as a man. Your daughter, okay. All right, terrific. All right, will you do that? Yes. All right. Surely will. Thank John, you. you're welcome. Put John, put Doc on hold get his real name so we can and his snail mail address first and last name snail mail address and i will mail you a gift certificate to trestles and you have to promise me that you'll follow up 
If you can, if you can stretch out your run without hurting up to 42 minutes, you have enough discipline to remember that after you go to Trestle's Coastal Cuisine, you got to call your buddy Mike. Can we do that? Absolutely. I surely will. All right, we're going to put you on hold and uh, get your snail mail address. And John and David, you wanted View House, so that doesn't mean. And I've got another gift certificate here for the Trestles Postal Cuisine, and we can take other calls. So thanks, Doc. Congratulations, man. I love it. You know, <coughs> for those of <coughs> you that have never been runners, and I know knees and concrete and shoes and blah, blah, blah. There is a, Pete Coors and I, when we rode the Rockies together, there were four of us. It was me and Pete and Pete's son, Pete, and a guy named Bob Brown who ran their Memphis facility. And I'm telling you what, we rode like a boss. I mean, we were drafting, we were, I mean, we were riding like our asses were on fire. And we would ride 60 miles, 70 miles, whatever the day was. And you know what? When we would get to the hotel, we'd check in, and you know what Pete and I would do? We'd go for a run. And you know why? Because runners, you runners out there, you understand it. And I suppose if you haven't ever been into much exercise and you're older now and you want to get into the power walking, I mean power walking, so you're working up a sweat, but you know what? You get those endorphins going. You get that you get that blood flowing, and if you are a runner, nothing satisfies like a run. 303-696-1971. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Hey, do you need help with a garage door? I'll tell you about it. Not even a sponsor, but I'm going to tell you the story when I come back. 303-696-1971. Restaurant Week started. Denver Restaurant Week. Look them up online. They've got the restaurants. They've got the menus, the prices. All right, we'll be right back on the restaurant show. is the time. Happy to have you aboard. All right, so um, you don't get garage door help on other restaurant shows. Um, I needed a garage door, and I got a hold of a couple guys, um, have kind of an independent company. They did a nice job, replaced both doors. Uh, everything went beautifully. Well, I was having trouble getting... My car, you know how you have the buttons up above the rear view mirror and you push one of the buttons and it opens the garage door and you push another, but you got to get a program. So you got it on your wall and you got it on your uh, unit, but you can't get it in your car. And so finally I called these guys and they are the nicest, they're all Israeli and they are all here They've all served, they're all about 26, 27, 20. Some of them have left. They've gone back to Israel. They are, they've served in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, and they feel so strongly. But anyway, um, one guy who has the business said, I, I just can't leave right now. I've served my country. I would go back if I could, but I've just got to pay a little bit of attention to my business here. You know, when Israel suffered that horrific attack 
they called for 320,000 reservists to come forth and volunteer to serve. How many of the 320,000 showed up? 380,000 showed up. I wonder what percentage of our young people, if we put out a call for 320,000 people to defend our shores, I wonder how many in this day and age would show up. But anyway, neither here nor there, they are the nicest guys. They're very efficient, they're very professional, they show up on time. And I just thought, they're not paying me for this, this isn't a paid spot, they're not going to sponsor the show. But if you need some garage door work, you know, I got a Valpac mailer this week. We get a Valpac mailer, what, once a month, I think it is? And I looked. There were three, so what are the, there's what, 15 coupons in there probably, right? Maybe a dozen, maybe a dozen and a half, but somewhere in that neighborhood. Three of them were for garage doors. You want new garage doors, you want new openers, you want service, you need new springs, whatever it happens to be. And I looked at that and I thought, you know what, these guys are really nice guys, really good guys. So send me an email, mike at mikeboyle.com, if you need some garage door work. And um, we'll put you in touch, okay? You don't get this stuff on other restaurant shows, I'm telling you that. All right, the bloom is off the onion. We just did a spot for the Black Hat Cattle Company. They're not going anywhere. Dave Rodriguez. They're going to carry Dave Rodriguez, hopefully not soon, out of that place because he's just going to keep. He says, you know, Mike, sometimes I get a little tired. He just took a break. He just shut down for a week. I said, you going up to Montana to visit the girls, see the grand? No. I'm just going to shut down for a week and recharge my batteries. But he says, you know, sometimes I think, and I said, Dave, don't even start. You're going to be there forever. You do such a wonderful, wonderful job. But Outback uh, is closing some stores. The bloom is off the onion. Owner shuts down 41 Outback, Carabas, Bonefish Grill, and Fleming's locations. Bloomin' Brands, the owner of Outback Steakhouse and several other well-known restaurant chains, has shut the doors on 41 locations. The company, on an earnings call, surprised investors with news of the permanent closures of select Outback Steakhouse, Carabas Italian Grill, Bonefish Grills, and Fleming's locations. Some 33 of the 41 closings took place last Friday. CEO... David Dino said, we periodically review our asset base, and in our latest review, we made the decision to close 41 underperforming locations. The majority of these restaurants were older assets with leases from the 90s and early 2000s. The shutdown came as a result of varying factors, of a variety of factors ranging from sales and traffic to the cost of necessary improvements. I'll tell you what, sales makes everything right. If they were still doing a big number, they would keep going. Um, Dino said the move is not a sign of weakness of the company, and Blumen 
brands. Whew, say that in a minute. Um, plans to open between 30, 40 and 45 new restaurants before the end of the year. The company did not give a list of closed locations, but among the closures was every Outback Steakhouse in Hawaii and Bonefish Grill locations in New Jersey and Virginia. You know what? You're running a Bonefish Grill in New Jersey, and you get a call from Bloom and Blands. We're closing your restaurant. We're not going to have a restaurant in New Jersey. I think that it would be good news. I don't, you might have to, anyway, neither here nor there. Employees have said they received no warning about the closures. Now, you just don't get notice about those closures typically. Now, when I sold my place, I told the staff, it'll be three weeks a month, whatever, when I get the check, you can leave, you can stay, I'll call restaurants for you. Everybody stayed, we went out with a bang, it was a lot of fun, but typically you don't get any notice on stuff like that. The article goes on. It was something of a mixed quarter, it was something of a mixed quarter earnings wise for Bloomin'. Sales at Outback were down three-tenths of one percent and fell three percent at Bonefish. Folks, that's a big number when you have a place like that. Carabas, however, saw same-store sales increase by 2.5 percent. I like Carabas. At the end of the year, Bloomin' had 1,480 restaurants in its portfolio. Among those were 688 U.S.-based Outback Steakhouses, 688, 217 Carabas, 176 Bonefish Grills, and 64 Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bars. Another 330 locations of those chains were located internationally. I noticed when I was in uh, Cancun last September, the Outback Steakhouses closed down there. So Outback has 688 U.S.-based Outback Steakhouses. They used to have 1,000. Yeah, and so what happens is that when they open these restaurants in the 90s and early 2000s, they typically would sign a 20-year land lease. Well, a lot of stuff can change in 20 years. It might be the makeup of the city, it might be the demographics, it might be the traffic flow or whatever. So... To be honest with you, I thought that they probably had a lot more than 688 from 1,000. But um, anyway, that's kind of how that happens. Fort Collins, you used to have an Outback Steakhouse up there, and I know that that one's closed. Carabas, same store sales have increased by about 2.5%. Bonefish Grills, I think Bonefish does a good job. You know, you got the one there at Bellevue and Yosemite. There's one over there. Uh, you folks on the west side, I can't remember the intersection where it is. Somewhere, what's that, Bellevue, Wadsworth, whatever it happens to be. And um, there's got to be one or two others. Fleming's down in the tech center. I think Fleming's does a good job. And matter of fact, my daughter, when she was younger, um, that was our Christmas Eve dinner. We would go out for Christmas Eve, eat a whole bunch of their bread with that wonderful spread that they give you, have a nice meal. Dad would have a couple beers. And we would come home to our house in Castle Rock, put a fire in the fireplace. We would open a present or two and watch Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation and know every single line of it because we've watched it every year since 1993 when it came out and still laugh 
at that movie. By the way, if you want to go to a Fleming's, and I know Ruth Chris, I can't speak to all of the prime age steakhouses in town, but some of them have a wonderful, wonderful happy hour. And you can go and get some very good, most of them do it just in the bar. You've got to sit in the bar. But I will tell you this, um, whenever, out, whenever Fleming's opens, the one in the Denver Tech Center, I'm going to look this up. I have been there when they open up, and they go from being not open in the bar or in the restaurant to being just packed. Okay, let me take a look at this here. They open up at, um, they open up at what? But anyway, I, because the, the happy hour is so good. Um, let's see what they do. They say four to six, uh, so they must open at four. Four to six, Sunday through Thursday. So they obviously don't do it on Friday and Saturday. They call it a social hour. Featuring shareable bar bites, $9 handcrafted cocktails, but man, they, they used to do, they do a wonderful, wonderful, uh, they're a dinner-only house, they're only open at night, but if, if you want to go to one of those places and save some money and have a really nice meal, it's kind of a limited menu in the bar, but so what, um, you could go to a Fleming's in the Denver Tech Center. All right, we're coming up on our final break. Let's go ahead and take it. And when we come back, I just got a message. Randy Corcoran. Randy Corcoran is in the building, and we'll find out what he's got coming up at 5 o'clock. Don't forget, I'll be back tomorrow with another show from 10 a.m. till noon. Okay? 303-696-1971. We'll see when we come back. All right, you That's Garth Brooks. I'm Mike Boyle, 454. Um, had a fun show, and uh, going to be back tomorrow from 10 o'clock until noon. Um, a couple of things. If you've checked out my website at MikeBoyle.com, it'll tell you about upcoming events like the event on the 16th, two weeks from today at Billy's Phillies over at 1000 South Wadsworth in Lakewood. And also, you might have noticed a new blog. I wrote a blog about my travels on America's Loneliest Highway. And uh, take a look at it. I think you'll get a kick out of it. You'll enjoy some of the pictures. And also, uh, we now have a new icon on the home page next to the podcast. The podcast is when the show is over, it goes into podcast form. You can access it through the KNUS website, or you can access it through mine. But we've added something called overtime. You know what? You hear about overtime in football. You hear about overtime in basketball. Well, this is an opportunity for me to have a lengthy conversation with somebody, extended conversation, about a topic. So Ed Wilkes, the webmaster, he's got the icon up there, but it is not posted yet. He's having a little technical difficulty with me, but I'd be willing to say that I'll bet you that tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock you'll be able to check on that. And then we've got about three episodes that we will be posting there. Okay, so uh, do we have Randy Corcoran with us, the great Randy Corcoran. Randy Corcoran is in the building. Randy, welcome to the show. Mike, always a joy. Well, we're glad you're here. All right, put your Notre Dame hat on, and I want to know, 
who's going to win the Congressional District 4 race, and I want to know who's going to win the Congressional District 3 race that Lauren Boebert is vacating or serving out her term and going up against a formidable Democratic opponent. Who is going to win those two? Uh, obviously, we're going to be primaried here in the fourth, but um, what are your thoughts on that, Randy? Well, I imagine uh, Aspen Adam is going to make a good run in CD3. He is the um, city councilman, former city councilman up there in Aspen, right. who was accused of um, taking a bribe in order to change a vote to keep taxi services going in Aspen a little bit longer as Uber and other app companies were moving in. Uh, bribed by a guy who got video of him going in and out of a storage unit to uh, have a little whoopee time with someone who was not his wife. Um, but the, some of the prognosticators I've read seem to think that Lauren Boebert vacating that district will make it, uh, turn it back into a stronger Republican district. Oh, okay. And uh, have put put the Republican candidate, I forget his name, at uh, in the number one spot there. That has been historically a Republican district, and it's Lauren Boebert who has drawn all the, you know, extra bazillions of dollars into CD3 to try and take her out. Who knows how that's all going to play out. With regard to CD4, you know, when the latest broke on Lauren's 19-year-old son and these criminal charges, uh, in fact, my promo says something about, you know, is it time for her to to go ahead and just acknowledge that it's time to get out? And then I read this the, today that Donald Trump endorsed Lauren Boebert. So if that's true, that's going to give her a big boost. She was always the odds-on favorite in CD4 just because of name and money. Um, so I'd, I guess I'd still have to predict Lauren Boebert's going to pull that one out. Okay, well, interesting. What do you got on your show today, Randy? Well, I certainly want to talk about that a little bit and the, the new news, the new factor of the Trump endorsement for Lauren. I'm also frustrated with Nikki Haley. You know, she, she Donald Trump mopped the floor with her. I think it was 42 points in the in the Michigan primary, but she refuses to get out. She's calling on the Supreme Court to rule on the uh, J6 case, the the presidential immunity case before the election, and I, I think just doing damage to the any momentum that Republicans can be building in that race. And um, and then Ronna McDaniel, chair of the uh, RNC, is this will be her last week. I'll be heading to Houston later this week to vote on new leadership in the RNC, and that's just for starters, Mike. Jeez, it sounds like you're going to be talking until about midnight. <laughs> Got a bit, bit to do. My name is Randy Corcoran. It's coming up, and I will tell you that I think that when you look at Nikki Haley, I think that it, she is just indicative of so many politicians that in spite of what they say, are doing it for their own self-aggrandizement. That is my personal opinion. His name is Randy Corcoran. He's going to be with you from 5 o'clock until 8 o'clock. You know what? He's going to give you a show that's absolutely sane. How fun is that? All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I'm out of here, folks. The Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Yeah, it's been a good day. Yeah, life is a good day. Life is a good day. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.